Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible. Maybe you've been reading the Bible and there's something that you don't understand fully or you're curious how to apply it. Maybe you've always wondered about something regarding the Bible and never known where you could ask those questions. Uh, Or maybe there's something going on in your life and you're wondering what the Bible has to say to it or about it. This is a great opportunity for you to do that. Every weekday we have pastors standing by from 4 to 5 p.m. Mountain Time to take your calls and to pray for your prayer requests live on the air. So give me a call. Um, The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. You can call us with your prayer requests as well. We would love to hear from you about what's going on in your life. Maybe you just need prayer. I would encourage you. There's a lot of people who tune into this show, and they're all able to join us in lifting up your prayer requests to the Lord. So give us a call. 303-690-3000, or you can text us with those Bible questions and prayer requests at 720-336-0897. Let's say you have a question and you're quote-unquote asking for a friend. We all know how that goes, but you can text us if you need a little more anonymity with your questions, 720-336-0897 is that text line. Well, we want to welcome those of you who are listening today. Welcome to those listening in Colorado and into Southern Wyoming on Grace FM. You're hearing the show live today. It is August 19th, Friday, beautiful Friday here along the Front Range in Colorado, where I'm broadcasting from in Longmont, Colorado. We also want to greet those who are tuning in on the Radio by Grace Network, which has stations all over the United States, especially in the Southern U.S. So welcome to those of you tuning in on Radio by Grace stations. You're also hearing the show live today. And we also want to greet those who are listening on Hope FM and Truth FM and Higher Rock Radio. Hope FM is on the East Coast in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. Welcome to you. We also have Truth FM listeners out of Tennessee and the Higher Rock Radio listeners in the Meridian, Idaho area. So welcome to all of you who are tuning in wherever you're tuning in from today. Just a heads up that those on Hope FM, Truth FM, and Higher Rock Radio, you hear the show on a one-week delay. We never want that to deter you from calling in and being part of the show with, you know, calling in with your prayer requests and your Bible questions. We just want you to be aware of it. So you give us a call as well, but uh, be aware that you're on a one-week delay. We love hearing from you, and we would encourage you, even that one-week delay, use that as an opportunity uh, where you can, let's say you call in or text us with a prayer request or Bible question, you have one whole week to go and tell all your friends to tune in and hear you on the radio. So just consider it a unique opportunity that you have, and we're glad to have you 
tuning in. We also want to greet those who are listening online. We have listeners on gracefm.com. If you haven't ever taken advantage of that opportunity to tune in online, really encourage you to do so. It's actually how I listen to it, uh, to uh, this show when I'm not hosting, as well as how I listen to the Bible teaching on Grace FM. I either do it online generally, or I do it through the app because the only place I have a radio nowadays is in my car. So if you don't have the app, definitely go get that. It's a free app that you can get on your phone or on your tablet. There's also um, smart speaker opportunities for you to do that. But the way to do that is Grace FM as one word, no spaces. Just put that into the search bar on the Apple um, App Store or the Google Play Store, and it will come right up. It's free, and you can listen to this show anywhere in the world. We have listeners today tuning in uh, in a bunch of places where we don't broadcast over the air. And so that is, uh, you know, we've got listeners in Southern California. We've got listeners in the Pacific Northwest. We've got listeners in the Chicago area, St. Louis area. I'm just looking at the map right now. It's like Dallas, um, Kansas. We've got Eastern Seaboard as well as in Europe. And so welcome to all of you. And just remember, we're also are over the air. So maybe you didn't know that because you listen online or something, but we are 89.7 FM over the air in the Denver metro area. And then, of course, in all of your other listening areas, that's going to be different uh, for your listening stations. So all that said, uh, welcome wherever you're tuning in from. Again, this is the show where you can tune or you can call in with your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests. We're standing by to take those and answer them live on the air. Calls are starting to come in, but you can still get on. We've got two open lines, I believe. The number to call is 303-690-3000, or text us 720-336-0897. A few words about myself, and then we'll get to our first callers. My name is Nick Cady. As I mentioned before, I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church which is located in Longmont, Colorado. We are a Calvary Chapel-affiliated church here in this great city. And where our church is located is really convenient, not just for those in Longmont, but for those in the surrounding communities. So if you're, let's say, in the northern suburbs of Denver, all the way up to Loveland, Fort Collins area, along the I-25 corridor, our church is located just off of I-25 on Highway 119 in between I-25 and downtown Longmont. And so it's really convenient for those who are coming from other communities as well as those who are in Longmont. So we'd love to have you join us. Our address is 2950 Colorful Avenue. So 2950 Colorful Avenue in Longmont, Colorado. And like I said, we're east of downtown Longmont on Highway 119, the main road from I-25 into Longmont and then down into Boulder. We'd love to have you join us. If you're ever driving on Highway 119, like I'm looking out my window right now, looking at thousands of cars drive by on Highway 119, just look to the north uh, around, let's see, um, there's a Walmart on 119. There's also uh, the community park here. It's called Sandstone Ranch Community Park. If you're in that area, just look to the north and you can't miss us. We've got a giant sign that you can see right from the highway. And we'd love to have you come and worship with us on a Sunday morning. So you can find out directions and all that good information about who we are, what we're about. It's all up on our website, whitefieldschurch.com, whitefieldschurch.com. We have three services on Sunday mornings, 
8 a.m., 9.30, and 11. The 8 a.m. service is a family service, and the 9.30 and 11 a.m. services have full children's ministry, so we'd love for you to join us for that. This Sunday, we also have a youth family picnic, so if you're looking for a youth group for your child, um, for your teenager, middle school and high school youth are invited to come out at 4 p.m. here at our building. We're going to be having just a, a greeting time, welcoming time for new students joining our student ministries, and we'd love to have you come out for that. Uh, I know that youth groups can be, um, you know, that can be a really formative thing in a child's life. So if you're within driving distance of Longmont, we'd love to have you and your student come and check out our student ministries this Sunday, 4 p.m. But again, like I said, service times for our regular Sunday services are 8 a.m., 9.30, and 11. We're studying through the book of 2 Corinthians right now on Sunday mornings. And this Sunday, we are looking at the end of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, where Paul talks about how God has reconciled us to himself by his grace. And the fact that he's done that, it gives us a new perspective on people. It also gives us a new essence to who we are at the core of our being. And it gives us a new calling in our lives. So I can't wait to share this message with you. Uh, again, chapter five of Second Corinthians. I've mentioned it in previous weeks. It's like my one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible. So, real passionate about it. Can't wait to share it with you. This might be one that you want to bring a friend to because we'll be preaching the gospel and giving an invitation to receive the Lord. So, we hope to see you this Sunday again. Whitefieldschurch.com. Let's go to our first caller, Corey in Lakewood, Colorado. Hi, Corey. Welcome to the program. Hi. Um, sorry, I got the dogs in the car and the kids, but I'm just looking um, for me and my wife to have a better relationship with God. Um, work's been coming first, and I just feel it on my heart to to clean out all the bad out of my life. And I thought I'd call in and get a little extra prayers going going my way. Absolutely. Corey, I'd love to pray for you. Do you guys have a church home that you go to? Um, right now, it's Beth Bethlehem Lutheran. Oh, okay. 20th and Wadsworth. Yeah. I actually went to school there when I was a kid. I grew up in Lakewood. No, no way. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, me and my whole family have gone there. But right now, it's just the wife and I need to get sober, be a clear mind, go to church, doing everything that my parents parents taught me growing up, you know? Sure. Hey, I would encourage you to do a few things. It, you know, it's one thing to say, I'm going to, you know, uh, focus and try harder to be sober. It's another thing to say, you know, I need the power of the Holy Spirit and the work of God in my life to do it. So I would encourage you in this. Don't focus primarily on what you need to do, but focus primarily on seeking Jesus. As you do that, of course, you will know what you need to do. But my point with that is to say that that's where you're going to find the strength to do the things that you already know that God's calling you to do is through him and by the spirit. So I'm going to pray for you, but uh, I love what God's doing in your life. That tells me that God's already working in your life. The fact that you feel this desire and this need to get right with God and to get sober. So let me pray for you. Lord, I pray for Corey and just with everybody listening, Lord, we agree together and ask, Lord, that you, by the power of your Spirit, would give Corey the strength to do those things which he already knows you're calling him to do, to get sober, to be set free from substances, Lord, also to 
have a strong marriage that's built on the foundation of your word with his wife. Lord, we do pray that their family would just flourish during this time as they begin seeking you, as they begin getting back into fellowship with other believers and studying the Bible. Lord, we pray for a work of your spirit in their lives, that they would sense your presence, but also that they would experience your power in this need to be, be sober. So we pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I, like I said, I, the the manly thing to do is just handle it yourself. But I needed to reach out today. So, yeah, absolutely. And and we're so happy to pray for you. And I would just encourage you beyond that to to reach out to people locally as well, like in your church and and people share share that desire with them because you know the more we bring these things out into the light, uh, that's where the real strength is, right? That's when that's yes, when we sir. can get help. That's when we're essentially taking the claws out of the devil's paws, if you will. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, that was a big blessing, and I'm going to start start today, right? Amen. 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 Let us know how it goes. Well, thank you, Pastor. God bless you, Corey. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. With the end of that call, we have all open lines. So it's a perfect time for you to call in with your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests. The number to call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. We were just talking to Corey there, and he was talking about, you know, being a tough guy and doing things for himself. What I would encourage all you guys out there, not just Corey, but to say this, if you look through the Bible, you know what you'll notice? That the manliest men in the Bible were men who depended on the Lord. And there's so many examples of that. And I would just encourage you, that's what it means to truly be a strong man is to be, and, and a godly woman, is to trust in the Lord and avail yourself to him. That's where it's at. So Glad to hear from you, Corey, and would love to hear from those of you who are listening. Um, love to hear your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests. We can pray for them here on the air. The number to call, 303-690-3000, or text us at 720-336-0897. Hey, I want to let you know about something that's going on for us here on the Northern Front Range of Colorado, and that is, uh, it's something that's open to anybody who'd like to come, but we do have limited availability. We are doing a men's conference. We have a men's conference coming up in September. I'm going to get those exact dates for you right now, but we have a men's conference coming up on the 23rd and 24th, and that is our regional Calvary Chapel men's conference for the Northern Front Range. And for us, Northern Front Range kind of means like north of Denver, up to Cheyenne and Laramie, Wyoming. So that kind of Southern Wyoming, Northern Colorado corridor, uh, which includes, of course, where we're at, Longmont, Boulder, Fort Collins, Loveland, Greeley, and the other communities in this area. And so we've got several of us Calvary chapels, uh, particularly the uh, Cheyenne Calvary Chapel and the Greeley Calvary Chapel, as well as one in Thornton. Uh, we're working together to put on this conference. Our second year doing it, last year it sold out. Um, we are currently in the process of doubling our sanctuary here at Whitefields um, to be able to accommodate more people. And yet, um, 
we still expect this to sell out this year. So if you are a man who would love to be encouraged uh, in the Lord and meet other men who are pursuing God uh, for times of fellowship and prayer, this weekend will be dedicated to that. And again, it's a really unifying thing for our churches in our region. So we'd love to have you be part of it. You can find more information on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. If you click on the button for events and then click on the men's conference, there you'll find a way to register. Um, it includes a steak lunch on the second day, but we'll also have vendors. Grace FM is going to be there. And we'll be, uh, we, I just talked yesterday to the guys at Dulos Coffee. They're going to be there, um, you know, doing espresso and cold brew. So we can't wait for you to join us for that and uh, spread the word, invite a friend. These are really good opportunities. You know, one of our staff members here at church, he's a guy who came to our men's conference and it, God really worked in his life. And so now he's he's with us here on staff. And so we, we just see how the, God uses these things in the lives of men over the years. So we'd, we'd love for you to be a part of it. So check it out at whitefieldschurch.com. And again, that's the Calvary Chapel Northern Front Range Men's Conference going on. So with that, let's go to our next caller, Lisa in Spokane, Washington. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the program. Hello. Um, it's nice to talk to you and knowing that you've been in missions. And so I had a question for you. Okay. Um, I've been delivering mail for about eight years, and I've established a friendship with one of my previous customers. I don't deliver mail to them anymore. And so I've just felt more open to share what I believe. And we sent emails and sent him, oh, I'm listening to this live stream. I think you would like it. Just like more gospel centered towards the end of the messages. And so um, he's pretty old, advanced. And so he's mentally sharp, but I've just been feeling okay, I really got to put in some more intentional time and just, I could use your input for, I think I can meet with him on Saturday after work. Just kind of, what would you advise me? Just like, I've told him I love him. And like, I think, I feel like we have a trust. And so just kind of, yeah. Hey, his name's Jerry. Like, dude, I really believe like Jesus is real, and you're on the brink of eternity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I would start by saying, you know, Jerry, being a Christian is a really big part of my life. Like, I'm just curious is that is that something that you believe in? What, what do you think about that topic? And then let him talk because people have an opinion about this. I've never met anybody who didn't have an opinion, and they're pretty readily available to tell you about it if you ask them. But I, I like to lead with that and just kind of say, hey, I'm a Christian. This is a really big part of my life. And um, I'm wondering how it is for you. That's a nice lead in. That's not very um, confrontory, right? So you're asking them to tell you and you're listening. And then based on what he tells you, you're going to see opportunities to address certain things. You know, if he says, well, you know, I never really think about it. I just don't care. Like maybe, maybe it's true and say, well, you know, I mean, the thing is that Jesus said, if these things are true, then there's actually quite a lot on the line here. And, you know, Jerry, you're not getting any younger. And as somebody who cares about you, I want to make sure that you're going to be okay for eternity. So I think that, you know, what you want to do is come across number one, listening and number two, expressing 
true care and concern for people. One thing I always point out is the fact that, you know, Jesus talked a lot about hell. He probably talked about hell more than any other figure in the Bible. Um, and actually, that's not a probably. That's a definitely. He talked about hell more than any other figure in the Bible. And the reason he did that is not because he was just really into, you know, talking about judgment and stuff. The reason was because he actually cared. He cared about people. The whole reason he came was to to save them so they wouldn't have to do that. And so um, I think that, you know, if you can explain to somebody, the reason I am asking you these questions is not because I want to like have a notch in my belt because I, you know, converted somebody and, and uh, I can boast about that in myself. The reason I want to talk to you about this is because I actually care about you. And if this is true, then what kind of person would I be if I just like stood by and let you perish? You know, so I think that you can reason with somebody on that level to explain, I want to have this conversation with you. I want to do it because I care about you. And I think that that's a great way to lead in. And then the next thing I would say is like, um, you know, really easy ways to start getting him, you know, down that road would be like materials, like books, um, podcasts. Um, I know that that's something that I've, I've done for people is say, you know, the nice thing about books and podcasts is that you, people can do them at their own speed. They can do them in the privacy of their own home or car. And there's not a lot of pressure, like somebody looking over your shoulder, you know, about it. So I think those are really good ways. Um, you know, I, I wrote this book that was about answering questions that people tend to have as objections to Christianity. And I've found that that's a really good lead in for people just to say, hey, here's this book this guy wrote. It's called The God I Won't Believe In. And that title is a little bit disarming because um, it, it's essentially saying, yeah, well, lots of people would say that they they can't believe in or won't believe in a God who is like this. And, you know, here are some things that you maybe haven't considered. And so I think those are, and there are lots of other good resources out there in that same vein. I'm just saying that, that's the one, of course, I'm most familiar with because I wrote it. So is well, any of that helpful? It is helpful. Um, I gave her a few months ago, um, Lee Strobel, he wrote that new book, Case for Heaven. Mm -hmm. And so, and I got it on CD so I can listen to it. And it's like, hey, have you looked into that book I got you? It's just like no response. I don't think he's interested. And back when um, we spent time together, um, like he's his like well I believe in God too I have my own spiritual way you know just like ah and so um, no that is very helpful and so well um, I, I in that case that. you know because mm -hmm. we get that a lot a lot where I live here in Boulder yeah. County um, mm -hmm. and the the response to that is just tell me about it tell me how did you come to that mm -hmm. conclusion and then you know what what's really popular nowadays is for people to kind of like. They treat it like a, a smorgasbord, if you will, right? Like, I'm going to take a little bit of the Buddhist stuff. I'm going to take a little bit of the Christian stuff, a little bit from here and there. And I'll kind of mush it all together and make my own thing. Um, I think there's some really good responses to people who do that to say, okay, well, you know, what makes you think that you're right if you're actually, you know, denying like in a way that's that's mm -hmm. almost a bit condescending towards it's mm -hmm. towards every single one of those religions right to say like you guys all got it kind of right but i'm the only one who got it fully right 
-hmm. at first, a lot of people think that's very affirming to other religions and therefore they think it's honoring, Mm -hmm. but in reality, it's the opposite. It's not honoring to say, oh, well, you might've got this right, but I'm going to, you know, kind of pat you on the head in a patronizing way and say, well, I'm the only one who, who actually gets it right. So anyway, there are great lead-ins to that conversation. And I would say lead with questions. That would be my number one advice. Okay. I will do that. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Let me pray for you as you talk to this gentleman. So Heavenly Mm -hmm. Father, I pray for Lisa. And I pray that as she speaks to this gentleman, Lord, help her to communicate her true heartfelt concern for him and his soul and give her a lot of wisdom with when to ask questions, when to listen, and perhaps when to speak and what to say. And we pray that her words would be anointed by and led by the Holy Spirit. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You bet. God bless you. You too. Right, bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here today taking your calls and texts live on the air. We've got four minutes until our mid-show break, and we have all open lines. So now's a great time for you to call in with your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests. So give us a call at 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Six nine zero three thousand, or text us at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Once again, the text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. I'm going to go over to our text line now and look at some of the texts that have come in while we wait for some calls and as we ramp up to our mid-show break. One person says, "Hey, Pastor Nick, can a person be a Christian and a vegan?" And the answer is, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Like Paul the Apostle, he's talking about the controversy, for example, in the book of First Corinthians, as well as in the book of Romans. He's talking about the controversy that existed at that time over meat that was sacrificed to idols. And at one point, Paul says, you know what? If it would cause someone else to stumble, I would rather never eat meat again, right? So there's nothing wrong with being a vegan. That's a dietary choice. And Paul says in Second Corinthians chapter 4, he says, remember that the kingdom of God is not about food and drink. It's about power in the Holy Spirit. So you know what? If you want to be a vegan, go for it. If you want to be, um, I my personal favorite, I love it when people are like, hey, I'm doing this caveman diet where I only eat meat because that's what cavemen did. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, like the caveman's life expectancy was like 26 years old, right? Like they didn't last very long, but whatever, <laughs> to each his own. So um, yeah. I don't think that, uh, you know, there, obviously I won't say that God doesn't care what you eat because obviously there are some things that are unhealthy and, um, obviously there are some things that are questionable. And so within some bounds though, I would say, yeah, be a vegan, be a vegetarian, do whatever you want. Just love Jesus and follow him, uh, in that realm. So can you be a Christian, a vegan? Yes. And can you, yeah, like if you had to choose between being a Christian, a vegan, always choose being a Christian. And then if you also want to be a vegan in addition to that, go for it. All right. We've got two minutes until our mid-show break. The number to call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. With your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests, you can call us or text us 
Um, you know, I mentioned to our last caller, Lisa from Washington, I mentioned this book I had written. I, I've mentioned that a few times on the show, um, but I probably haven't mentioned it lately. So in April of this year, we released a book. It's my first book, um, and it's called The God I Won't Believe In. Um, it's called Facing. So the subtitle is Facing Nine Common Barriers to Embracing Christianity. And in it, we looked at nine of the biggest questions that people nowadays say they struggle with that are barriers for them in truly believing in Jesus and embracing Christianity. We answered those. So if you're interested in looking into that book, you can find it on uh, wherever you buy books online, or you can find it on my website, nickkady.org. So N-I-C-K-C-A-D-Y.org. Click the tab for book. We talk about a God who hasn't proven his existence. Did God give us a faulty Bible? Did God condone genocide in the Old Testament? What about a hateful, hypocritical people who call themselves Christians? Or, or a God, does God suppress women and minorities? So we answer all those questions. But with that, we've, got, we've come to our mid-show break. Uh, give us a call. Send us a text. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible as well as your prayer requests. We're standing by to answer those questions and to pray for those prayer requests. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. And we have all open lines right now, which means it's a great time for you to call in with your questions and your prayer requests. So again, 303-690-3000. Let's go back over to our text line and answer some questions that have come in. Uh, one person says, Hi, Pastor Nick. Did, the, did God judge the Assyrians, as in Nineveh, but Jonah saved some of them? And that was from Lily. So, hey, Lily, uh, good to hear from you. And let's answer that question. So, yeah, there's two books of the Bible that deal with the judgment of the Assyrians. Now, here's what, what is uh, so unique. Okay, so here's what happened. That God sends uh, Jonah to go and preach to the Assyrians, which is just an incredible thing. Like if you understand it in context, if you can really put yourself into Jonah's shoes at that time, this was uh, around the time when Assyria was threatening to take over the northern part of Israel, which at the time was called the Kingdom of Israel. Remember, that's distinct from the Kingdom of Judah, which was in the south. This is after Israel, as a united nation, split into two kingdoms. And at that time, the Assyrians were really like knocking on the door of taking over Israel. And the Assyrians were famous for their brutality. Like we actually know... Um, from archaeology, some of the crazy things the Assyrians were involved in doing. I don't even want to talk about it on the radio because it, some of it's just too brutal. I mean, it's it's really inhumane stuff that they were involved in. And so, you know, a lot of people would have looked at the Assyrians and their question was, God, 
when are you going to judge the Assyrians for the awful, terrible things that they're doing? And um, rather than judging the Assyrians, here's what God did. He called Jonah to go and to preach to the Assyrians, which would have just been, I mean, it would have seemed just really crazy. Like, wait a second, why would we preach to those people instead of preaching to them? We should be like, um, you know, God should be judging them. And again, the reason was because, uh, you know, of their, their wickedness and things like that. And so, yeah, so what happened was God sends Jonah. Jonah doesn't want to go because he's like, well, wait, why would I go to those people? Those are like, you know, the worst people in the world. So God calls him to go and he goes, preaches in a way, kind of the worst sermon ever preached. He shows up, walks into town, and then preaches like this sermon that says like, well, you guys have got a few days to repent or else God's going to judge you. And then he just like leaves and goes and sits on a hill and says, man, I sure hope those people don't repent so that I can watch God judge them because that's the thing that would really bring me the most pleasure is to watch God judge them. And much to his chagrin, the people of Assyria, Nineveh being the capital of Assyria, they repent in sackcloth and ashes and God doesn't bring judgment upon them, but God speaks to Jonah and says, Jonah, you know, um, you like it when I show you mercy, right? Well, don't you think that those people would also like it if I showed them mercy? So what's interesting is like, it's as if what happened there is that the judgment of Nineveh and Assyria by God was delayed. But then there's another book in the Bible, uh, one of the prophetic books, where God actually speaks into that situation and where he says, you know, wait a second. So it isn't that I'm just not going to do anything about the sins of these people. What I'm going to do is I'm going to judge them, but the time of their judgment has not come yet. It will come. It just hasn't come yet. And that book that I'm referring to uh, is the book of, I'm trying to remember if it's Haggai or Habakkuk, but I'm pretty sure it's Habakkuk. Uh, yeah, no, that's it. So here's what it is. And this is, this is what's so interesting. It's true of both the Assyrians and the Babylonians, where God used both the Assyrians and the Babylonians to judge the people of Israel. And yet the people of Israel said, wait a second. How come you're using those people to judge us? Shouldn't you be judging them, God? And that, that's actually what Habakkuk is all about. It's Habakkuk, this prophet, kind of complaining to the Lord and saying, Lord, how is this that you're judging us through these wicked people? Shouldn't you be judging those wicked people? And God's answer is to say, I am going to judge those wicked people as well. You just need to wait and hang on because it is coming. So that, that's an important message for us to understand even to this day, you know, that God's judgment is going to take place. God's judgment of the wicked is going to take place. And yet he delays right now because he has a purpose. And so uh, that's, that's an important message for us to keep in mind. So uh, your question, did God judge them? Yeah, he did. He judged them about a hundred years later. And the book of Nahum actually speaks to the judgment of Nineveh. But again, that took place about a hundred years or so after, um, you know, the judgment was delayed in the time of Jonah because they repented. Yet their repentance, you know, one 
to two generations out um, had waned. They were no longer repenting and, um, you know, trusting in the Lord or, or asking for God's mercy. Rather, they had gone back to their blatant sinning. And God said, okay, you know, in the time of Jonah, I had mercy on you because you repented, but at this time I'm going to bring judgment. And, um, and then that took place. And the way that God judged Assyria was actually by having Babylon conquer them. And then after that, Babylon itself got judged by being conquered by the Persians. So hope that brings some of that timeline stuff from the Old Testament into better perspective. So thanks for that question, Lily, and God bless you. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call is 303-690-3000. It's 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand, or you can text us at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Once again, the text line is seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to some more uh, of the text messages that have come in. One person texted in and said, "I would like to request prayer for my daughter and son-in-law." There are alcohol issues in the family, and I'd like prayer for grace and wisdom in their conflict resolution. Well, let's pray for that. And um, yeah, that's we also had a call about that earlier, somebody asking for prayer for an addiction. So this seems to be a recurring theme, which sometimes happens here on the show. And when that happens, I'm always like, man, clearly this is something that God is doing, right? God is working in this area, speaking to people, the Holy Spirit is. So let's be praying for this not just for these people uh, who are mentioned in this text message. We'll pray for them, but we also want to pray for others who are struggling with similar issues. Heavenly Father, we pray for um, this particular husband and wife, uh, this texter's daughter and son-in-law who have these alcohol addiction issues. Lord, we pray for them. We pray that they would not be controlled by substances like alcohol, um, but Lord, that they would be controlled by the Holy Spirit. So Lord, we pray that they would be set free from this destructive behavior. And Lord, really that there would be grace and there would be wisdom in their lives. Lord, we pray for a move of your spirit upon them. Lord, that you would set them free from addiction and that, Lord, you would draw them to yourself and give them grace and wisdom. Lord, we pray for their relationship rather than hurting each other, Lord, that they would be building each other up in you. Lord, we pray that they would turn to you and be saved and be transformed as they trust in you and follow Jesus. So we pray that in your name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, thank you for that. And uh, with that, like I would just encourage our listeners, let's be praying for those out there we know. Uh, I know of many personally, even in my own extended family, who struggle with addiction and alcohol issues, and it can be really sad. Uh, it can also be really sad to see somebody in bondage who wants to get out and just doesn't know how. One of the promises we have, especially like in Romans chapter 6, is that for those who are in Christ, their old life has ended and they have a new life with new power. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead is now at work in them, which means that by the power of Jesus, we can say no to sin and addiction. So be praying for that, be, for, for individuals you know, and maybe even those you don't know, that God would do that work. All right, thank you for that. 
You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We're taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Once again, the text line, 720-336-0897. Hey, for our listeners, especially those in Boise area in Idaho, but also those who maybe are willing to travel for an event, we are doing an Expositors Collective training weekend. This is specifically geared towards those who are teaching or preaching God's Word. So whether you're teaching in, let's say, a youth group or a home Bible study, maybe in a children's ministry, or maybe you are a pastor or somebody who aspires to be a pastor, we'd love to have you come out for this two-day training. It's going to be in Boise, Idaho in mid-October. You can find out more information at expositorscollective.com. So expositorscollective.com. We did one of these events. We've done two of them here in Colorado, one in Aurora at Calvary Church, another one down in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. And just these are really great times of pressing into the Word, learning how to rightly divide it and to present it to people in an effective way. So if you haven't been to one of these events or you know somebody who would benefit from it, check out the website. We also have a good podcast that you can find through the website as well. And that is expositorscollective.com. Let's go to the text line again. We still have all open phone lines. So let me give you the number one more time for the phone lines, 303-690-3000 and our text line, 720-336-0897. Let's go to our next text message. This one says, speaking of God's delay in judging the Assyrians and Babylonians, what does that say about how God views nations and peoples and not just individuals? For example, the Assyrians were judged centuries later for what they had done to Israel as they were traveling in the desert, but the people that got judged were not the ones who actually committed the acts. And that was from Rob in Longmont. Hey, Rob, great to hear from you, and thanks for that thoughtful question. Yeah, I think the people you're referring to who attacked Israel in the desert were actually the uh, Ammonites, right? So the Ammonites, they were the ones who attacked Israel in the book of Exodus. And then um, it said that they were not immediately judged, but later on uh, they were. So they were a people who, um, you remember Saul, King Saul was uh, instructed to go and to attack them. It's actually a topic, by the way, which I addressed in my book under the title of like, did God condone genocide, which is a question that a lot of people uh, say, you know, that's a question they struggle with when it comes to embracing the Bible, embracing God and believing in Jesus. And so, um, yeah, you know what, here's the deal in the old Testament, especially, but we see a little bit of in the new Testament as well. We see how God deals with not just individuals, but also in many cases with nations. But in general, this is in regard to what we call temporal judgment as opposed to eternal judgment. So we say throughout the Bible, we see these two different kinds of of levels of judgment, if you will, right? So the temporal judgment means the way God judges people here and now on earth. Now, eternal judgment has to do with the soul. These are two really important distinctions. I'll give you one example. If you look at Ezekiel chapter 18, it says there, God talks about how he 
um, will deal with people according to their sins, right? The soul that sins will surely die. He, he's not dealing with nations in this case when it comes to the eternal judgment of the soul. Rather, he's dealing with individuals. So every individual must answer to God for their sins, like Paul says in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, right? Every person must stand before God to give an answer for what they did in the flesh, whether for good or for evil. And so that's speaking about the judgment day, which is to come. Now that's judgment for our souls for eternal destiny. Now, on the other hand, we see throughout the Bible, like Sodom and Gomorrah, right? So there's people who are doing something, or let's say the flood, right? That's an example of temporal judgment. It's a judgment which comes upon people here on earth, but is distinct from the judgment of their souls. Now, sometimes the two can be linked, but uh, oftentimes we see this at play. So we see this in the Old Testament. We see a temporal judgment taking place against, in these cases, the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Ammonites, and let's not forget against the people of Israel. But you remember that what God told Israel through the midst of the judgment that he brought on them through the Assyrians and Babylonians was that the purpose of the judgment was to drive them to him so that they would repent and be saved. And so it is possible that God uses temporal judgments for the purpose of bringing people to repentance. In fact, we do read in the book of Revelation about a time in the future, which will be called the time of the great tribulation. And one of the purposes of the tribulation is to be that last great final wake-up call for anybody who is left on earth after the church is removed, believers are removed, um, there will be this time which is like a wake-up call, which says, okay, hey, look, all these things that were talked about and prophesied in the Bible, they're happening. There's this time of great trouble on the earth. And the purpose is that this is the last kind of like, hey, pay attention, wake up. This is your chance to be saved because after this life is over, your time on earth is over, There, there's no changing that destiny. It's set. So, Rob, I hope that answers your question. Absolutely, God is dealing with nations in many cases, not just individuals, right? We even see examples of national repentance in the life of Israel. I think that that's important for us to look at, That right? So people can function as units. And yet when it comes to the salvation of a soul, uh, that's a per very personal issue that a person, an individual must deal with before God. So thanks for that thoughtful question. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. We've had a ton of text messages come in today. Uh, fewer calls than usual, but we have one to go to now. Before we go to him, let, let me give you the numbers to call for the last 12 or so minutes we have in the show. The number to call, 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Once again, the call-in number, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Joseph in Wheat Ridge, Colorado. Hi, Joseph. Welcome to the program. Hello. Good to hear your voice, Pastor Caden. So um, uh, I, I'm asking for prayer um, for the church that I'm a member of. We've been blessed to be 100 years old. And tonight there's going to be a gospel singing celebration. I just pray that the singing is acceptable to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So that's the prayer. But also, um, Bible verse, John chapter 5, verses 1 through 14, um, especially verse 4, 
uh, I'm, I'm reading the King James Version. It reads, For an angel went down at a certain session into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, uh, after the troubling of the waters, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Um, so that's the King James Version, but the New International Version omits the word angel. What, what I'm getting at is, could that also happen today or in the future, an angel, you know, helping out in terms of healing people, or is that because Christ did what he did, that's done away with? Yeah, great question. Um, kind of two things to answer. Let me answer the question about angels first, and then let me answer the question about John 5, verse 4. Uh, the question about angels, does God still use angels to heal? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I'll tell you this. The word angel, both in Hebrew and Greek, it means messenger. And we read about angels being sent by God to do things and to speak to people. And so we would say, look, can God send, you know, angelic beings, meaning spiritual beings, to accomplish his work and be messengers? I think that we can. I can't think of other examples from the Bible in which an angel was used as the agent to heal. And I actually don't think that that's what happened in John chapter 5 either, right? So what we would say, what I would argue is that, no, it's God who heals, and he doesn't need to use an agent like an angel. He can actually do it directly. Sometimes he does it through a person who's given a gift of healing. We read about that, for example, in uh, Romans chapter 12 and in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, so... I would say that, yeah, but that's still God healing, not necessarily an angel being the, the one through whom it's done. In those cases, it's a person. Okay, so I would say, do is it normative? I don't think it's normative today. I don't actually think it was normative back then. And this verse, if, if we take this verse as our starting off point to say, this is an example of God healing through an angel, I would actually disagree with that as well. And now it's important when you say that the King James Version includes that verse, but you mentioned the NIV does not include that verse. I would actually tell you it's not just the NIV that doesn't include that verse. It's actually all translations uh, that have come out since the King James Version. And the reason is because um, they're using older manuscripts. What they're doing is this, and, and let me explain it kind of like this. Um, archaeology is a fairly young practice or science, if you will, right? So we, we haven't been doing it that long. The King James Bible is based on a group of manuscripts which were collected in the 1500s. And those manuscripts were based on, they were, they were put together by a guy named Diderus Erasmus, also known as Erasmus of Rotterdam. He was a rich man um, who at the time was, was, there was a movement, you know, around the time of the Renaissance, which was all about going back to the original sources. So they used the term ad fontes in Latin, which means to back to the sources. And so there was this idea like we need to collect the original manuscripts, like the Greek and Hebrew manuscripts, and translate the Bible from those as opposed to translating the Bible from the Latin Vulgate, which had been the practice for several hundred years because of the influence of the Roman Catholic Church. And so what he did was very good, and what he, he did an excellent job of getting the available manuscripts. But you got to understand that that was 500 years ago. And over the last 500 years, what we've done is we've actually been able to do more archaeology, more research, and we've actually found 
older manuscripts and the benefit of older manuscripts means they're closer to the original manuscripts that were written where people actually, the Bible was originally written, right? So we're getting closer and closer to the original text. And what they found as they did that is that over time, people had actually added things into the Bible. They often notated them, by the way. They would notate and say this, um, you know, almost like a parenthetical statement. They're what we would call today a commentary. So let's say you have a Bible that you might call a, a study Bible. It has comments in it. Well, a lot of those things were added in as comments. And then, you know, over time, the notations which marked them as comments were just removed and they were just taken, oh yeah, this is just what the Bible says. But as we're able to compare them with the oldest documents, we see, oh, these verses weren't actually in the Bible originally. Right. And so there are several examples of this. We've talked about some of them on the on the show before. Here's my point. We don't, you know, we're told in Revelation chapter 21 not to remove verses nor to add verses. And so a lot of people look at the so-called newer translations and they say, well, look, they're removing verses. Well, actually they're not. What they're doing is they're removing things which were added onto the original text, which was also against the rules, according to Jesus. So uh, here we have an example of that. John chapter five, verse four, where it says an angel of the Lord went down at a certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Now, is that true? Well, you know, first of all, it wasn't in the original text. That's a given. The, the second part is, um, is that actually in line with the character of God? That he would send an angel to these people who are handicapped and stir up the water? And it's like, hey, the first one to get in the water wins and gets healed. Is that actually in line with the character of God? If it was, then why would Jesus go up to a guy who says, I've been sitting here for years hoping that someone would take me in. But every time the water gets stirred up, I don't get healed um, because I can never get in. So therefore, I'll just be frustrated and never healed for the rest of my life. And Jesus asks him, do you want to be healed? And he heals him. And so my point is this. I, I don't actually think that that's number one in the original text, nor do I think that it's accurate. I think that that was the assumption at the time was that um, when the water was stirred up, perhaps by an underground aquifer, that people thought, oh, it's an angel of the Lord stirring it up. I would say, in other words, that was their superstition, but it was not actually what was happening. And that's the exact reason why Jesus stepped into that situation and healed that man. Uh, I actually taught on this recently. If you're interested in it, um, check it out. I did a series um, on the Gospel of John earlier this year and taught on John chapter 5 um, and this miracle. So I'd, I'd recommend that for you. But Joseph, I'm going to pray quickly for your church, and then I got to let you go. Lord, I pray for Joseph's church. I pray that the singing that goes on tonight as they celebrate 100 years would truly be pleasing to you and honoring to you. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Gotta let you go, Joseph. God bless you. Let's go to our next caller, Bruce in Aurora, Colorado. Hey, Bruce, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Katie. How are you doing? Doing great. Good. Uh, the question I had is, uh, how do you witness to my uh, LDS friends? Or some of the some of them are just the sweetest people. They're hardworking, upstanding citizens. I don't understand the deception, and how do I talk to them? Yeah, so to understand the deception, I mean, Paul explains it in first, or sorry, in Second Corinthians. He says, you know, the eyes of these people have been blinded by the God of this world. 
I think that understanding that really helps us have a lot of empathy for them because, you know, how could you be mad at a, a blind person for, for not, um, for not seeing? No. I mean, you, you'd have empathy for that person say, man, I, I wish I could do something to help you. But the, the fact is the only way that a blind person can see is by an act of God. And that's the case in these, these people's lives as well. They've been blinded by the God of this world, Satan, from being able to see the glory of Jesus, uh, the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And so we need to pray for God to open blind eyes and do that work that only he can do. And yet we also want to speak the light of his truth into their lives. And when it comes to people who are in the LDS, or in case anyone doesn't know, that's also colloquially known as the Mormons. If you are speaking to Mormons, here are the two biggest issues you need to address. Who is Jesus and how is a person saved? This is very different from what the Bible teaches. So we teach that Jesus is an uncreated being, that Jesus is God. They teach that Jesus was created and that he's the brother of Satan. And, um, and then they also teach that, you know, the way you are saved is not through faith in Jesus' justifying work done on your behalf, but the way you are saved is by doing good works. And so we want to address both of those things and show people, like Paul says in Romans, Romans is a great place to take them, by the way, Romans chapters one, two, three, and four address that. Why good people need the gospel? Why religious people need the gospel? And Paul makes it very clear because no one can ever be good enough to be saved. Uh, we've all fallen short of God's glory and we need this free gift, but that's the good news. God's given it to us in Jesus. So God bless you as you talk to your LDS friends, Bruce. I gotta let you go. We've come up to the end of our show. Thanks for tuning in today to Calvary Live. My name's Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Check us out online, whitefieldschurch.com and I'll be with you again soon. God bless you and have a great weekend. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.